Uh, good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. It's time for the morning panel. Joined today by former London City Councillors Miriam Hamu and Roger Carancy. Thanks to you both for coming in. Good Always a pleasure. Good morning. I want to talk about these by-elections. I mean, sometimes you can put too much uh, stock in by-elections. It's fine. One of the th- things I checked out this morning was the uh, the turnout. Yeah. And in Oxford, so I'll, I'll give the lay of that before we get into the to the weeds here. So uh, when we entered the by-election, we had four by-elections here, uh, two previously held by the Conservatives, two previously held by the Liberals. Coming out of the by-election, we've got now two seats by the Liberals, two seats by the Conservatives. Nothing changed, including the exact seat allocation. So there were two in Manitoba, one in Montreal, one uh, obviously in Oxford, Conservatives, one in rural Manitoba and Oxford, Liberals in uh, Winnipeg and Montreal. And so um, I looked at the the turnout, and in Woods, in Oxford County, it was 38%, which I thought, you know what? For a by-election, not too bad. That's really good. The 2015 federal election had like 68% uh, turnout, which was a lot. In uh, 2021, though, it was like 43, 44, 40, somewhere in the 40s. So it wasn't too far off where we were you know, two years ago in terms of turnout here, which I think is interesting when you look at these by-elections in terms of ex- how many people are coming out. So uh, what, if anything, do these results mean? So interestingly, uh, we were just speaking about that one uh, in Oxford, and we see that you know 38% uh, voter turnout for a by-election is huge, which means the Conservatives knew what they were doing going in. They knew there was a changing demographic going into that uh, into Oxford. We know Woodstock has had a changing kind of like all these new people have moved in from GTA. So I really think that the conservatives focused on that voter instead of the the voter that is within Woodstock. The previous like the 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 I don't know how do you how do you say like the uh, the the old school conservative vote. Now you have all of these new people coming in from GTA, and I really do think they banked on that because they brought in a parachute candidate that was from GTA, really, and they voted him in and they got him in, and 38% means they were prepared. Yeah. They were prepared. The breakdown was 43% for the uh, conservatives, 36 for the liberals. Liberals have done well in that writing, but that was 20 years ago. Yeah. It's been a long time. Dave McKenzie's held that seat uh, over the past 20 years, basically. So your question was, what does it mean? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Uh, it, it, it's the same mm-hmm. uh, as what it was before. It does point out the fact that, you know, the, the type of candidate that you can run has changed uh, in, in Oxford uh, from what it was before. Um, you know, there were a few different issues going on there. The, the sentiment towards the previous uh, sitting member who, uh, you know, took things personally and, and switched sides because of the fact they didn't uh, want his daughter to run. Um, so that that became a personal thing. Uh, but what does it mean to the whole of the country? It, it means nothing other than to show that things are still pretty well, um, uh, you know, um, split in Canada. Um, I don't expect that to change even for the next election. I think what what you'll end up having is, uh, even though there are so many uh, points against the incumbent prime minister, uh, that things will probably remain the same in the sense of a minority government. Which will it be? Will will it be blue? Will it be red? Uh, how how does the uh, the NDP perform to to uh, you know to pull votes and help uh, Trudeau again? Uh, you know they're not going to. Uh, help the Conservatives, I don't think, especially if Paul Diav, uh becomes Prime Minister or 
if it was if it was a a minority situation, I don't know how that would work. I don't know. I couldn't see the NDP um, trying Propping. to prop up a conservative. The cons- they government. did that before, though. Remember, they did that. Uh, I think when Harper was government. Yeah. The NDP. What, Har- what would what would Paul give? Uh, to the NDP, I, I you know I can't. Well, that's, there's, there's no common ground there at all between. This is, how would that look yeah. for the conservative voter f- to join up with the new Democrat? Oh, I would. Uh, by the way, I I can't. I don't like this mixing of the parties thing at all because there's too many enemies. Like it, well, I just don't know how it works. The breakdown is always interesting because yeah. you can have like you know some liberals who could you know go conservative at times and you know, yeah. people kind of swing back and forth. But you could see <laughs> the same thing for the new Democrats. They. They can go sometimes liberal, but also some of that base you could see go conservative. You know what? Right? I, I Especially say the something. labor base. The labor base yeah. will go conservative. It, it is the strangest thing because, again, in a former life when I did run, uh, seeing people say that you know they've always supported the conservatives, but in that particular election, 2011, they were going to support the NDP. And I looked at myself and thought, how do you make the labor? Leap? How do you make the leap from that to that? But people do, and uh, I don't well, know if it's just a maybe not understanding what certain parties are for. But you know, the leader makes. I don't a big know. I, I, the leader. It's 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 always the way people think about politics is always interesting. When you look at the, the American example, a lot of people who voted for Barack Obama also voted for Donald Trump. You could do and both. Obama and Trump could not be more far apart. But you vote for the president in the United States, whereas here you don't. Oh, I'm just talking yeah, about like oh, the, yeah, the, that, the, the that, political the, thinking. Yeah, of, oh, no, I agree with yeah. you. Oh, yeah, but that's because of the time thing, right? Like Obama was t- – I see how it happened. It's just that middle part of America got ignored. When people Obama, think about – Yeah. They think about change. They don't think about yeah. policies necessarily, so that's, right? That's one thing that came up um, – People don't really have anything to vote for right now. Like this is the other issue as well. We're all holding our nose and voting for whatever candidate we think is going to be the best. In my mind, the leaders, I I would I would trade them all. Every single leader we have right now, I would trade. So I really think the ground game is going to be your most important game played in the next election. It's got to be you've got to target the people in your riding. That's it. Because the leadership, I don't understand how anybody likes these people. I think like, it, I really don't. This was a test for the liberals and the conservatives in particular because you've got uh, a new leader with the conservatives, right? right? What, what, how, do, how does that affect things? You've got but nothing an, an old leader with the liberals. Right. How does Justin Trudeau at, at this point start to drag down? Because in the long, for the longest time, he's kind of lifted oh, them up. Right. But then for the NDP, they didn't really materialize anywhere here. No, and, so and, if you're the NDP, how worried are you that you're losing votes to either the Liberals or the Conservatives? Well, worried? And, they should have been worried a long time ago, let me tell you. Sorry. And, and you look at no, and you look at it even closer. If you want to get into the weeds, as they say, um, the Conservatives didn't gain anything um, in a time where they believe that they will be gaining something. Uh, with what's been going on with the, the whole China issue that's dogging the, the Liberals, and the strength that Mr. Polyev has put toward that in pointing that out, you would think that maybe it would have shown in some way, shape, or form that, you know, maybe I gain a seat uh, because people are starting to to think about that. And when you talk to the average Canadian, too, and you talk about that, there's a lot of people who understand that and what's going on, and, and, and they don't like the fact that that has occurred. So did it pull people towards the blue? It doesn't look like it did. So that's a little bit of a worry, I would think, too, Mr. Polyev. Yeah, it did nothing. I just don't think anything happened during this election. Because normally in, in yeah. by-elections, people will go for the other party yeah. uh, to, to make a statement. And they didn't this time.
Uh, I was, you know, we, before the pande- panel, I was talking to uh, Rebecca Hamilton, uh, owner of Chick Boss Cake. They had a break-in recently, and it's happened a bunch of times. Uh, in the lead-up to that, I said there's two things people talk to me a lot about these days. One is, you know, social issues in the downtown, various issues. The other is construction. Like, construction is just off the chain. Now, people always complain about construction, but it seems... Like there's a lot, even more so this year than in previous years. Um, a, I guess, is it? Is do we feel there's more? Uh, could the city have done this differently? I, I this is not a job I want to have trying to order the construction and the order of things. Who but. is it that does it? Dan, uh, Jenny? 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 Jenny Dan? Jenny Dan? Yeah. Jenny Dan. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'll say one thing to those who are using the roads. Find an alternate route. Don't <laughs> be scared. Don't, yeah, you, no, no, you, no, you can because I do, and I've done it for years. Okay, people are scared to go through neighborhoods, maybe because they'll get I lost. Am too. I, am. I am not, and I go I through so neighborhoods. Afraid. And those people who are in those neighborhoods who, who feel that those roads are exclusively for them, get over it because they're not. <laughs> okay, those roads are for those roads are for everybody. And uh, we, we just got to figure out. You know what I what I see, and I, I'm, I my office is right on Horton Street at Waterloo. And I see a row of cars all the way down past Colburn Street heading east waiting to turn at Wellington or to get through Wellington. Yeah. Like, folks, find a different way. Turn. Put your signal on. Go into the side street. Find an outlet somewhere else. But people don't. And so sometimes we're our own worst enemy. Having said that, is the construction coordinated this year? It doesn't look like it is because there are so many projects that are ongoing right now. And yes, they have to be done. The city has to do them, but they could be coordinated better. But having said that, there are maybe monies from various levels of government that are that you have to spend or invest by a certain time. So, you know, you're, you're kind of we, – we didn't do a lot during the pandemic. So what was maybe delayed during the pandemic is now – is being done right now. So – we got to give the city some slack, but again, the, the the best piece of advice I give the people: find another way. I give a, a ton of slack because, again, that's not a job I would want. I don't know, full. I don't. I don't know what the solution is, it, right? But all I know is I have had more people complain to me about the construction than I can remember ever working here, and I've been here now for twenty-one years. Yeah, it's bad, and I'm going to add one more. Having said that, one more. Having said that, is that. Um, the the construction um, contracts. Yep. Sometimes, like you can't get workers on certain days oh, yeah, because they're right, doing yeah. it. So there's so many different things to coordinate. I do not want Jenny's job. She won an award last year for doing such a good job in the city, like provincially. So she's doing a really good job for the city. The thing is, is it's like Mario Kart out there. Every day, every day you say, find a different route. Every day I go to drive, then they close off this route. And I'm like, well, I have to find another new route now. Yeah, so it's w- like. W- was Adelaide Street, I know it was closed oh last God, night. Oh, God, don't tell me. All night. It was supposed to open a few minutes ago, so maybe it did. But again, no, there's not one person you can blame. No. It's, it, nobody wants to close all the streets and, and cause havoc for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, we should be smart enough to figure it out. If that, if I'm going the same route every day and I'm waiting, you know, twenty minutes or half an hour in traffic, find another route. Yeah. You know, you can get around the city. It, it's it's simple if you know where else to go and how to get through. And, and I do it all the time. The downtown is difficult. I mean, we're outside of our our offices here. I mean, there's construction. North of us, north, south, east, and west. Yeah, and, and the, oh, I, where's the where's the route downtown? So what I'm gonna say, uh, there's you work for Global Radio. 
You can lease a helicopter. They can pick you up on the roof and take you home. Yeah, right. But I'm gonna All that AM that. money, right? <laughs> there yeah, you go. The AM money. There's tons of it. It's not the 70s. Um, <laughs> um, Last yeah, one standing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, having, so I forgot my point. I forgot okay. my point. <laughs> but it, it was, it's just, you know, things are a mess right now. We have to find different routes. Um, it's crazy everywhere. Um, and I think it's most municipalities that are trying to do this as well. So again, it's not just London. Um, but the communication from the city has been really well done. I have to say they're, they're putting signs everywhere. They're, um, they're, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter. They're trying to let us know what's happening. So I guess we have to do a little bit of a better job of paying attention to some of the communications. I do feel bad for the businesses, though. Yeah. I mean, when you think oh, about all the construction yeah. on Dundas Place leading into the pandemic, construction, it's and, the, and a lot of this is uh, with BRT. And so it's going to be like there's, there's multiple phases to this. There's it's going good to take a things while. coming. And this is the other thing. Um, my husband is from Morocco, from Africa. And when he first got here, he saw all of the road work. And I was all, like, annoyed by it. And he goes, no, why are you annoyed? He goes, this is your tax dollars at work. At least you're seeing some efforts happening in front of you. He's like, in other countries, they just take the money and the roads never get fixed. <laughs> so, so it's like there's a blessing to this and we have to find it. And that's the one yep. that I yep. stick to. Yeah, and again, it's, it's progress and it's what yep. a city is yep. meant to do. So. Part of this is also because uh, I remember exactly when it happened because it happened right out our, our doors in 2007, October, when we had the big sinkhole at Dundas and Oh, Wellington. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And that was what that really <laughs> highlighted the issue of our infrastructure needing to be upgraded. And so a lot of what takes longer is when they do rip up the roads, they're putting a new infrastructure, right? Yeah, because so we, don't, so we don't have to do it twice or yeah. three times. That's the actually one point that I want to point out. That's where we can do better as a city is coordinating these construction projects with different companies like Bell, um, anybody who's got to rip up the roads to do their work. That's where I think we're, like there could be a better um, communication and kind of better ways in doing things just to, just to make things more, you know, efficient. One last little yeah. gripe before we run out of time. Speaking of ripping things up, recently Bell came through my neighborhood to put in like five and stuff. Did they tell you? No, uh, no. I, I came home. They started just digging holes, and then they they filled in the hole, but they just dumped grass. They just dumped dirt on it, and now I guess they're not coming back. I don't know if they're going to put grass there or not. But uh, they, they should ha- be they putting have, grass. They have, they have to put have, grass. Yeah. You you can you can contact the city. They'll they'll yeah. deal with it. Well, uh, well, okay. Well, yeah. good to know. Because, like, everyone on, my, on the street has, you know, we had the little flags. The flags were gone, made it real hard to cut the grass. But um, then now they just put holes. And then they put, you know, it's, you know, it'd be nice if they would put the grass down. But I don't know where they've gone, but they, they've moved They on. will probably be at some point when they're done in the area, the company will come through either. I don't think they'll lay down sod, but they'll probably put the hydro seed maybe and, uh, and go from there. And then what your responsibility is to water it. Yeah, <laughs> sure that's you your that. job. I'm sure they'll pick the most inconvenient time to do it. Right? Well, I think December's a good time. <laughs> Not much else going on. They'll dig a little hole in the snow, put it down. All right, thanks to you both for coming in. Uh, we need to take a break. On the other side, we've got 980 Trivia. So, oh, gee, this is The Morning Show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL.